Hello friends, I'm Alexis Ackerfeld and welcome to the Mom Life Podcast. I'm a mom and a holistic nutritionist specializing in fertility nutrition. This podcast is all about motherhood, everything from fertility to pregnancy to postpartum and mom life. I'll talk about my own experiences with motherhood as well as nutrition tips that will help empower you on your fertility and pregnancy journey. We'll also hear from other inspiring moms and experts in fertility, postpartum support, parenting specialists, and more. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's jump into the episode. Hello, welcome back to the Mom Life Podcast. Today, we welcome a special guest, my friend, Alyssa Fry. Alyssa is an astrological life coach who empowers dreamers to live their most authentic lives through the practices of astrology, coaching, and connecting with the natural cycles of the sun and the moon. Alyssa and I actually uh, go way back, and we worked at the same organization years ago before she made the leap to entrepreneurship and started her astrological life coaching business. I've also had the pleasure of attending some of her offerings, like her moon circles and her birth chart readings. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode and learn more about Alyssa and what she does and about how you can use astrology as a tool for self-exploration and personal development. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. So Alyssa, I wanted to welcome you to the Mom Life podcast. To get us started, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sounds great. Thanks for having me. My name is Alyssa and I'm an astrological life coach and the founder of Authentically Alyssa. And my mission through my work with astrology and coaching is to bring people back into connection with themselves and their spirituality and to really just become the most authentic version of themselves, which is all about like shedding the layers. It's not really about becoming somebody different. It's about just being more of who you are. So I'm all about like um, embodiment, empowerment, authenticity, and yeah, doing that through the powerful practice of astrology. Mm, love that. And actually, I should have prefaced to say that Alyssa and I go way back. I think we initially met over Instagram and then realized, or perhaps I think maybe you knew that we worked at the same organization, but we worked in the same uh, place before Alyssa left the corporate world. So just taking a step back, was interested in having you share sort of how you got into astrology and how you sort of, um, you know, made that jump from corporate into what you're currently doing. Yeah. Yes. It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) I will try to summarize. (laughs) Yeah. So it really started when I, okay, so I got my accounting designation and then I was kind of like, what, what am I doing now? Like that was such a big dream that I had a big goal that I was working towards for so many years. And then once I achieved it, I was kind of like, now what? (laughs) So, um, that exploration led me to deciding to do yoga teacher training. And that led me to astrology, like indirectly, it was really organic the way that it happened. But long story short, I started attending some moon circles at the local the studio that I was doing my um, teacher training at. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. 
I don't really know anything about this stuff, but like, I'm interested. So I started getting, uh, just like honestly exploring on my own, like getting into learning about the moon cycle and then getting curious about how the Zodiac signs play into that. And really honestly, just going down the rabbit hole of astrology through my own exploration. And then I hosted my first ever moon circle, which you attended, which was so Mm -hmm. fun. And then I started sending emails about the new and full moons, um, which is, has now become my lunar love letters that I send weekly. And yeah, just honestly grew so organically from there over time. And eventually I did teach yoga, but I'm no longer teaching yoga and I'm really leaning into the astrology side of my business now and, and adding that coaching layer to it as well. So yeah, it's been a whole progression over multiple years, but I'm really happy with where I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really interesting to actually have watched that whole progression and evolution um, from your first moon circle, which yeah, was in person pre-pandemic like when was that like 2019 yeah April 2019 yeah I definitely remember that and I feel like that was like sort of like a pivotal turning point for you in this whole journey so yeah it's been it's been amazing to watch and very inspiring okay so there's so many things that you've mentioned that I want to touch on so where to start So you talked a little bit about like what you're doing now and the coaching. And I know that you incorporate astrology into, into that and you call yourself a astrological life coach. Um, And you did touch a little bit on this in your intro, but maybe you can share a little bit more about what exactly that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So basically it means working with the person's birth chart. Um, So for anybody who doesn't know what that is, because like years ago, I didn't know what that was. Um, Basically, a birth chart is a map of the sky around the earth. So it places like the sun, the moon, all of the planets around the earth in the different zodiac signs at the time, date and location of your birth. So using that very unique map of the sky, that's so unique to each individual. So using that and the information that we can gather from that through astrology, and then applying that to the person's life. And so it's like helping the person figure out like, who am I naturally, like before I was told who to be, or before I had like all this conditioning through my life, where I was taught through like society and school and family and culture and whatever other layers are there, like, who are you here to be? Like, who were you born to be? And how can we help you be more of that? And a big piece of it for me, when, when it comes to the coaching side of things is like, it's all about dreams. So for me, it's like, I really believe that dreams are put in our hearts for a reason. And so if somebody, which I think we all do, if you have a big dream, you are meant to go for it. And I think that that has been like such a big piece of everything that I've done. It's just been like being like, could I actually do that? And then just going for it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like even 
like I didn't know where hosting that first moon circle was going to lead me. I didn't know where starting to send emails about the new or full moon was going to lead me. I didn't know where yoga teacher training was going to lead me. I didn't know where any of it was going to go. I just followed each step being like, I feel called to do this. Okay. So I'm going to do it. And then it leads to the next step and the next step. So that's really what it's all about in my coaching is like, I want everybody to be living as their most authentic selves, like being fully expressed as that version of yourself, which I think you can really learn a lot about through exploring your birth chart. And then with the coaching side, it's like, okay, and now that you know who you are, how do we start to like take those courageous steps towards being that person and also creating the life that you dream of living that maybe you were told like you couldn't do that or for whatever reason there's like all these blocks in the way so it's like the support to move through those and start creating the life that you're dreaming of Mm, amazing yeah it sounds like a very transformational and impactful experience working with you through the birth charts and yeah, the life coaching. So how do you like, do you work one-on-one with clients or do you group coaching or how does that like look if like I were someone that were interested in working with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I offer um, group and one-on-one offers. So for group, it is mostly through like moon circles, which has less to do with the coaching side of things. It's more about astrology, but we do have meaningful conversations in, in the moon circles. So that can come into there as well. And then I'm hosting a retreat. So that's another like group community thing. And that is going to have more coaching in it and very transformational um, because it will be under the Scorpio new moon, which is also a solar eclipse this year. So I'm very excited about that. Um, But then I also do work one-on-one with people as well through um, like I have one-off sessions that people can book either to explore your birth chart or as like a, an astrological life coaching session. Um, and then I have a six week program called written in the stars, which is all about like deepening into the wisdom that your birth chart holds and unlocking that for yourself. And I have some coaching longer term coaching offers coming. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. And is all of this detailed on your website? Yes. Okay. So we'll include your website in the show notes for sure. Yeah. I know you've been talking a little bit about your retreat. So for anyone that's sort of local to Toronto or, um, you know, North of Toronto, Alyssa's holding a retreat coming up, um, in Collingwood, maybe you want to touch on, on a little bit more about the retreat, what someone might be able to expect. Um, you also mentioned that this is during the Scorpio moon and a solar eclipse. So maybe we can jump into a little bit of like the astrology side as well. And like what exactly that means um, mm-hmm. and maybe why you picked that, that timing. Um, sorry. I just like threw a lot of questions out there. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. No, it's perfect. I love talking about why I picked these dates because I picked them very intentionally. So yeah, we'll start with the astrology and then I'll talk a little bit more about the retreat. So in astrology, a new moon is about like going inwards because the moon is in alignment with the sun. So we can't see it because it's actually traveling through the sky during the day with the sun. Um, And so that happens at every new moon. 
but an eclipse happens. So either at a new moon, the moon will either be a little bit higher or a little bit lower than the sun. So like we still see the sun moving through the sky and we just know that the moon is traveling with it, um, but we just can't see the moon. An eclipse happens when the, at the new moon, the moon passes between earth and the sun. So it actually blocks the sun's light to an extent. Maybe it's fully, maybe it's only partially. Um, but it's considered to be like, this happens every six months. So it's not as rare as I, I at least grew up thinking that it was super rare. Yeah. It's not that rare, but it's really interesting when you start to layer on, I'm not going to get too technical, but like when you start to layer on the like zodiac signs and look at different pieces of astrology and how we're moving in cycles. So in astrology, basically even taking a step back, what astrology is, is applying meaning and energy to astronomy. Mm. So like the fact that the moon passes between earth and the sun is astronomy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an eclipse. But to layer on the fact that, okay, so this, this eclipse is happening at the Scorpio new moon. So the moon and sun are in the sign of Scorpio. And then it's like, what does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And in astrology, we say that eclipses are portals of rapid transformation because it's almost as if it's like the lights are like going off and coming back on and you see things completely differently. So like things can shift really quickly. Things could happen externally that maybe you're not expecting. And that I don't say that to scare anybody. Like it could be really amazing, unexpected things, but it could be also challenging things. But really the purpose of it all is spiritual evolution and growth. So it's a really powerful like opportunity to connect with that part of yourself. And Scorpio specifically (laughs) is one of my favorite signs. I mean, I love them all, but Scorpio just has this like, because Scorpio season is in the fall in the Northern hemisphere. So it just reminds me of like Halloween and like the leaves changing and falling off the trees and, you know, just feeling that like crisp fall air. And then Mm -hmm. even like the warm sun's shining on your face a little bit and, it just, it's just always felt like the most magical time of year for me. And that is the Scorpio energy too. It's all about transformation. It's all about depth and it can be intense. Like it kind of has that reputation for being intense, but it's just because it's a water sign. So it's connected with our emotions and in our society, emotions generally aren't like that accepted I feel like it's getting better but we still have work to do and and a ways to go um so that's kind of why it gets that reputation because it's about really deep emotions and it's about connecting with the subconscious and yeah it really is that like transformation energy Mm -hmm. like I think of the butterfly a lot Mm -hmm. I think of that or even the phoenix like burning everything to the ground and rising from the ashes right Mm -hmm. Um, so you, whatever metaphor you like, like that's the energy of Scorpio. So I purposely chose these dates for the retreat because this whole retreat is all about transformation. It's about entering in whatever state you're in and connecting with yourself 
connecting with others who are like-minded, connecting with your spirituality. We're going to be doing like daily movement and workshops to do with like astrology and coaching and a whole bunch of other activities. I'm not going to go into all of it with the purpose of basically the, the image that I have is that like we are taking over this boutique hotel downtown Collingwood and it's so beautiful. It has like the most beautiful decor. Every room is like uniquely decorated and it's very inspiring and lively. And so I just see it as like a cocoon and I'm like, we're all like coming and entering this cocoon and mm-hmm. doing all of this like inner transformation work and then emerging and like flying away as the beautiful butterflies that we already are. Again, it's not about becoming something you're not. It's about uncovering who you mm. already are. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I love like what you said, uncovering what, who you already are. Um, yeah, that's like really beautiful. And that whole time you were describing all of that, I was like picturing the butterfly and everything. And I did look at pictures of the hotel um, online and it does look amazing. So I think you picked an amazing venue. So yeah, that sounds really, really fantastic. So for anyone who's listening, who's interested, definitely check that out. Um, cause that's coming up in September, right? End of October. Oh, sorry. End of October. Right. Fall time, Halloween. Yeah. I should have remembered that. <laughs> yeah. So another thing that I was sort of, you, um, made me think of while you were talking about this transformational energy, is like, so this is a mom life podcast. So not everything we talk about is about mom life or about being a mom or becoming a mom, but you did make me think about like what a big transformation it is becoming a mom. And I was just wondering if you could sort of speak to a little bit, like how astrology might be used as a tool um, as a mom or becoming a mom or even, you know, like dealing with children or just family life in general. Yeah, definitely. I cannot speak from experience as I am not a mom. That's okay. <laughs> but I, to be completely transparent, like this whole journey that I have been on is to prepare myself for being a mom one day. Like I desire to be a mom one day. And I mm-hmm. feel like that has been the one of the biggest motivating forces behind my whole personal development journey has been mm-hmm. like, I want to be a mom and like how can I best prepare myself for that mm-hmm. and so I think that astrology like like any other personal development modality I mean you can choose whichever one resonates the most with you astrology just like really resonated with me but I feel like the benefit to it is that it's like it's it's getting to know yourself as an individual because a big piece of my journey too has been about identity and it doesn't matter whether you're identifying as a mom or like a businesswoman or like a CEO or whatever other identity you can imagine. Like there's so many identities that we mm-hmm. always have at different times in our lives. And it's like, but who are you without those identities? Like, who are you? You know, a lot of us will like, identify as what we do for work Mm -hmm. so then it's like okay but who are you outside of that like if Mm -hmm. you were asked like tell me about yourself and you can't say anything about your job like what would you say so it's kind of the same idea where it's like I can imagine that being a mom becomes a really big identity right Mm -hmm. 
And so it's like, who are you as an individual without that? Right. Like discovering more about who you are so that like being a mom, yes, is a beautiful thing and can definitely be like an identity that you hold, but it's not all that you are Mm because you still are a unique individual with so much to share with the world aside from being a mom. So, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, no, like I, I think that that makes total sense. Like when you were saying, you know, yeah, like I feel like when people ask me like who I am, I, I, I do immediately identify with like what I do. And I've heard a lot of people talk about this, like, how can we get away from like identifying with what we do? Cause what we do is not who we are, like exactly what you're saying. And I really love the idea of using astrology as like coming back to who we are. Um, and definitely as a mom, it is hard. Yeah. To like not identify as a mom, like it just becomes so much of your life. Um, but I think it is really important to come back to like, who are you without being a mom? Cause I think you will be a better mom, um, and a better partner, better, you know, all around person, if you do know who you are and you're true to yourself. So using astrology, astrology as a tool for that. Yeah. It would be really impactful. Yeah. And I think it's also, useful because one of the biggest things I've heard from my clients is like wow we're all so unique Mm -hmm. like we all have all these different parts of ourselves and really when I work with my clients the biggest thing that they come away with is feeling like they are more fully embracing all of the different sides of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they are more than just one thing. Like even if you think about astrology, a lot of people think like I'm a Sagittarius, Mm. you know, but that's just my sun sign. Mm -hmm. That's not everything that I am. Mm. And that's why I didn't really like astrology until I was in my mid twenties, because I didn't understand that there was more to it than just the sun sign. Mm -hmm. And then once I learned that, I was like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like learning about all these different parts of yourselves and how unique you are and that all of these different sides, whether they get along or whether there may be some internal conflict, which I definitely have. And like, I think most people do have like parts of themselves where they're like, this part of me wants this, but this part of me wants something very different. And how do I work with that? So it's like learning that you have all these different sides to yourselves, you're multifaceted and like learning how to work with that. It also gives you insight to be like, okay, well, if that's me, then I see how everybody else has all of these different sides to themselves too. And they're a completely unique individual and how can we get along and like all these things. So I think it's helpful for parents as well, because you can look at your kids in that way, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I am one person and yes, you're my child and we're going to have some similarities, but you're also a completely unique person. And And going back to like the conditioning that I was talking about too, I think having that awareness helps us. I mean, we're still going to condition our children because like, that's just the way the world works. Like you can't avoid it. But I mean, you can go into it with a little bit more conscious awareness to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, am I like trying to make my kid like grow up to be just like me or like do the same career path as me or something along those lines, you know, like noticing where you might be like, putting something on them that might not fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it might, it might be an interesting thing. And I don't know if if this is something that you 
do or have ever done for anyone, but to look at like your child's birth, birth chart. Cause you just made me think like, I know I've had a session with you where um, you went through my birth chart, but like, it would be interesting maybe to go through like Rowan's birth chart and maybe that would help me. I mean, he's pretty young now and he's not like fully expressed his personality and everything, but perhaps like as he gets older, it'd be interesting to like be aware of, of his birth chart. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that would be really interesting. I know that like when I have a kid one day, I'm definitely looking up their chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be I something that would be helpful. Yeah. I might be reaching out to you after this about looking at <laughs> Rowan's birth chart. I didn't even, never even really thought about it before, but just as we were talking, I was like, hmm, that would actually be very interesting. Um, you also touched on, um, I mean, you were talking about being multifaceted as humans and talking about how previously, like before you really got into astrology, you know, you knew your sun sign and you didn't really identify so much with your sun sign. And I don't know, like if all of our listeners are really aware of the differences between like a sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, and that even these like all exist. Um, so I don't know if you could just, I know it's probably like a lot of technical, you know, a big technical explanation, but if you can just like sort of summarize, like what's the difference between the sun sign, the moon sign and the rising sign and how those, I guess, sort of impact like our personalities. I don't know if personality is the right word. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. So the sun, moon and rising sign are considered to be like the big three (laughs) in astrology, like the top three parts of the chart that you would look at to get to know your like core personality. And really that is because they move the fastest. I say that with an asterisk because like we could get really technical and be like, well, Mercury moves faster than the sun and all these things. But the sun is literally the center of the solar system, right? Like we wouldn't have life on earth without the sun. So we look at the sun as like one of the, as the biggest piece, which Mm -hmm. I think is why most people know their sun sign, right? Mm -hmm. And you probably don't even know that like, it's your sun sign. You're just like, I'm a blank whatever Mm -hmm. zodiac sign you've been told that you are um, based on the day that you were born and that is because the sun was in that sign on the day that you were born so basically what that represents is your like core personality who you innately are and how you shine in the world however (laughs) I find that like because of the conditioning, we don't always let ourselves shine, right? Mm. We don't always feel connected with that innate part of our chart. Mm. So like, for example, for me, when I always knew like I'm a Sagittarius, which means my, I was born when the sun was in the sign of Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. And I never really connected with it. Mm. until I started digging deeper and learning more about what it meant and then I was like okay like I do see how I am like I generally am optimistic and I do like spontaneity in my life to an extent and all of these different things and Mm. like I am definitely like a freedom seeker and love to learn different things so I started to learn more layers of what that energy is and I was like oh yeah okay I do see that But I also feel like there's so much more that I can continue to tap into. And I do feel like as I've gotten older, I'm starting to connect with it a lot more, like that fiery side. Mm. 
So yeah, I just like to give that caveat because some people are like, well, if it's my innate personality, like why don't I feel it? Mm -hmm. Especially this is gender, but like, especially when it comes to women and having like a fire sign son, I find that like we are taught not to be so fiery Mm -hmm. and bold Mm -hmm. and expressive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find that women struggle most when they Mm -hmm. have their son in a fire sign and then the same could be said for men with like a water sign mm-hmm. son because water is emotion yeah yeah they're well, generally sure. taught to not be emotional so yeah. um but then the moon sign actually the moon changes signs every two and a half days so the sun isn't a sign for a month but it's always like around the 20th of each month that it changes signs so it's not aligned with the calendar months Um, but the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So it moves very quickly and yeah, the moon represents our inner world. So the sun is more like extroverted and the moon is very introverted. So people, you will likely really resonate with your moon sign because you feel it, but other people may not see it within you. And then the rising sign is said to be like how people perceive you. Um, or kind of like if you were to enter a room of a bunch of people you don't know, like what would their first, what would their first, um, what's the word I'm looking for? First impression. Yes. What would their first impression (laughs) be? Or like, how would you present yourself in that situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Cause I think, I think you're right. Like when people think of like their astrological sign, people just think like, like, for example, I'm an Aries and I just always was like, I'm an Aries, but it was only until, you know, the past few years that I realized, okay, that's only like a small piece of the picture. And that's my sun sign and my moon and rising are totally different zodiac signs. Um, so yeah, it's definitely really interesting to learn about. And if anyone's interested, they can reach out to you about your birth chart readings. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, I guess, for anyone that's like interested in learning more about astrology. I mean, of course, like your Instagram is like a wealth of resources, um, any of your offerings, but just as like a sort of like dip your toe in a little bit as like a beginner, what are some of the things that, you know, you look to where you learned um, some of your, your knowledge? Yeah, honestly, I just learned from many different sources. Like I didn't really like take a course or like uh, read one specific book or anything like that. Like I just, like I said, kind of went down the rabbit hole of astrology, which for me included just like Googling things and looking at different articles and like getting curious I will say, though, um, a really good resource is my favorite astrological planner. It's Mm. by Magic of I, like the letter I. Um, And it has a whole bunch of information at the beginning of it. And when I ordered that planner for the first time, I've been using it for three years now. But I had already like dipped my toes into astrology Um, I had just started like you can look up your birth chart you can go pull that up as long as you know the date time and location of your birth the time is most important if you want to get the correct rising sign um, and some other like angles and the houses in the chart which I'm getting technical now but um, 
if you don't know the time of your birth, you're like sun, moon, all the planets are most likely still accurate. The moon may not be because it depends if it changed signs that day, but. Sorry, how, like, what kind of range, like, let's say, like, I know that I'm born. My mom actually doesn't remember exactly what time I was born, but I think she remembers it. It was like three in the morning. It was like Mm -hmm. some time early in the morning, but she wasn't sure if it was like three or four in the morning. Does that make a big difference? Like that one hour? It potentially would for the rising sign and the other angles. So like the mid heaven is another one. Um, If anybody has heard of that, it's hard to explain without like showing a chart, but basically those angles change. It's kind of like a clock. So they change approximately, this is very generic, but approximately every like two hours. Mm -hmm. So you do want to be like pretty precise for those. But like I said, for everything else, like the sun is probably in the same sign and everything else too. Uh, It would just for the moon, because it changes every two and a half days. Like if it's on the day that it changed, you would want to be more specific. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I it's always <laughs> a bit of a problem for me for like this and like human design. I'm like, I, I don't really know. I'm born at like 3am ish, let's say, <laughs> but that's good to know. Like for, I mean, I, I guess you're getting pretty technical to like very specific things in your birth chart with that like specific timing, but the broader things um, should be consistent. Yeah. Like there's still so much that you can explore without knowing the exact time. Um But yeah, I like just looked at my birth chart, started Googling some things. I mean, you can get, you can get far enough in that way, but you can't really see how it all interacts and like goes together without uh, reading because Mm -hmm. you're just going to be like, okay, my sun means this, my moon means this, like Mercury is this, whatever. But to see how it all interacts and is like very unique to you, you really do need to like have somebody interpret the chart as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key, what you just said, like someone interpret the chart. Cause I could sit down and read the chart myself, but I won't know exactly like what that means or how I can, you know, apply that to my own life or to myself or how everything is interconnected and in, in the sky and all of that. So definitely, I think that that's like, that's the key thing there is having someone help you interpret it. So in terms of like currently, so if anyone's listening, so this podcast is going to come out hopefully this week. So by the time it comes out, we'll be in the same moon cycle. Am I correct? (laughs) Yeah. The moon is waning right now. Yeah. So maybe you can just talk about, I know you mentioned like you do moon circles for the full and new moons. And in those moon circles, you talk a little bit about like the current moon cycle and the sign that it's in is that Mm -hmm. right (laughs) so if you could just speak to the current moon cycle and sign and kind of like what that means for like the energies we're feeling right now yeah definitely so I need to give a little bit of context because I like to I can't help myself I like to teach as I like share information (laughs) no but that's great because it helps people understand and take it all in so that I think that's good Okay, great. So the sun is currently in Leo until the end of this week. So on August 22nd, it will move into Virgo. So the way that it works is like the moon cycle doesn't stand alone. Like it's not a thing that's 
by itself it is a dance between the earth the moon and the sun right because mm-hmm. we're on earth and we're looking out and we're seeing the sun and the moon moving around us in different timings mm-hmm. which create different amounts of light on the moon throughout the days of the month right it's constantly changing it waxes and increases in illumination from the new moon to the full moon and then wanes and decreases in illumination from the full moon back to the new moon so whatever sign the sun is in the new moon will be in that same sign so like the sun's going to move into Virgo on Monday. And then shortly after that, I think it's the following Saturday that we have the new moon in Virgo. And then it will wax to the full moon, which the sun will still be in Virgo. So then the full moon will be in the opposite sign of Virgo because in astrology, each sign has an opposite sign. So the opposite of Virgo is Pisces. So we'll have the full moon in Pisces. So like whatever sign the sun is in, you're always going to have a new moon in that same sign and a full moon in the opposite sign. So like what that means for this upcoming lunar cycle is Virgo is an earth sign and it's like about the mind body connection because earth is always about like physicality and materiality and like the real world the things that we can see touch taste smell all of the things like in our physical environment so Virgo is all about like connecting the mind and the body and being really like efficient and analytical and precise and like creating processes to make the most of anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like about taking in information and then making it very useful, like bringing in the information and then sending it back out and making it into something that's very like grounded and practical. Um, I like to actually sometimes share like each zodiac sign is related to specific body parts. And I think Virgo's like just makes it so clear and to understand this energy. Virgo is associated with like the digestive organs. Mm. So they're like, and as a nutritionist, you'll understand this. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking in, inf- in nutrients. They're extracting the nutritious part and sending that throughout the body for health and healing. And then they're getting rid of whatever is left over that is like not needed. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the same idea, but we could apply it to like, processing information and Mm. anything else you're doing in your life it's like anything that you're like taking in and then like uh synthesizing and Mm. sending back out um yeah so virgo is very grounded pisces on the other hand is a water sign it's also the last sign of the zodiac so it's really expansive and like dreamy and mystical and spiritual Mm. so it's very different from virgo where virgo is super like connected to the earth Pisces is like water but it's just like flowing all over the place and like kind of yeah like very dreamy Mm. so it's all about finding the balance between the two right Mm. it's like how do we not get so consumed with all the little details and trying to micromanage and control our lives 
but how do we also not just like float away on a cloud? <laughs> like we yeah. need to be like grounded in reality, but also not so weighed down that we can't see the bigger picture of life or we can't dream or we can't use our imagination, right? Mm. It's about finding a balance between those two. And I always think that it's really interesting that Virgo season is the end of the summer. So, and it's about like routines and things. And this mm-hmm. is the time where everybody's like, okay, back to school. Mm-hmm. Like, let's figure out our new routine and all of these like practical grounded things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I first started learning about astrology and I realized that alignment, I was like, this makes so much sense. Mm. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. And I definitely am already starting to feel that like, energy of yeah getting back into routines and I mean I always think of it as like the back to school energy even though like I'm not going back to school um but yeah summer ending and getting back into routines like even um like I'm trying to like get back on track with like eating well and nourishing my body well because I've just been eating things you may have seen on my Instagram been eating things that like don't agree with me and I feel like that's yeah part of like getting back into the swing of things and routine and getting grounded um, so that totally makes sense. That alignment I hadn't really realized, but yeah, that to me is like mind blowing as well, but makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we're getting close to time here. So we'll probably start wrapping up. But one thing that I like to ask on my podcasts is what's your favorite life hack? Um, I like to ask mom hack, but since you're not a mom, we'll go with life hack. <laughs> It doesn't have to be astrology related, but if it is astrology focused, that's okay too. I definitely could think of an astrology related one, but I think I'm just going to go with the one that has, I, I think made the most impact in my life since I started doing it. And that is to sleep with my phone on airplane mode. Mm. Like, I know a lot of people are all like, okay, put it out of the bedroom. I just Mm -hmm. can't do that because I need it as my alarm. Mm -hmm. But I have been sleeping with my phone on airplane mode for like four years, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, since Mm -hmm. 2018, probably. Mm -hmm. And it's just the habit now. And Mm. like, I don't know, I know what I did before that. And the reason why I think it's so impactful is because I wake up in the morning and I don't have like a bunch of notifications. Mm. Like Mm. if I wake up to notifications, I'm going to look at them right away and spend 20 minutes in bed on my phone. But when I wake up to no notifications, then I just get up and I walk the dog and I do my thing. And then I have to like consciously decide like, okay, I'm taking my phone off airplane Mm. mode now and I'm ready to like get into Mm -hmm. all those things now. So Mm. yeah, that has been the biggest most impactful little tiny habit that I have done that makes a big difference it's such an easy thing to do as well like you just literally takes one second to put your phone on airplane mode um but I I love that actually used to sleep with my phone out of the room like you said for a long time and we even bought an actual like alarm clock that like plugs into the wall and we weren't using our phones but sometimes we get up at different times and need more than one alarm clock so I have been sleeping with it in my room, but I've been trying to put it on airplane mode. I have to admit, sometimes I forget, but I do try and make the effort to put it on airplane mode. But I hadn't really thought about the fact that like, you don't see the notifications in the morning. Um, But that's a really, yeah, really good tip like that you won't immediately see those. Cause yeah, when you see, when you pick up your phone in the morning and you see notifications, you like, you automatically go to like respond. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that separation of like waiting and like having your morning and 
not getting immediately distracted or into the like hustle and bustle of like responding to notifications and messages. So yeah, I really like that. Thank you for sharing. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing everything about your your journey um, into astrology, your offerings, um, a little bit about astrology and the current lunar cycle. Um, I think it was really great to get sort of like a little bit of a sneak peek into like your world and what it might be like working with you. So Alyssa does have lots of offerings um, that are currently going on. I don't know if you wanted to take a couple moments to talk about like what you're currently offering. Sure. Yeah. All of my offers are on my brand new website that I just launched recently. So definitely go check that out. Uh, I did go over high level what I have going on. Um, but the moon circles are always available. I host them every new and full moon, which is bi-weekly. Um, I have not missed one since November 2020. So like they're always there. Um, the dates for the rest of the year are already available and you get your first moon circle for free using the code first circle free. So if anybody is, is hearing about this for the first time and wants to come check it out, that is available to you. Um, and then of course, all of my other like group and one-on-one -on -one offerings are available through the website. Yeah. And then the biggest thing I'm focusing on right now is, uh, is the retreat for the fall. And there's more information about that on your website. Did you want to just share your website? I will put in the show notes, but if you wanted to share your website. Oh yes, of course. Um, yeah, my website is authenticallyalyssa.com and my Instagram is authentically.alyssa. And that will be in the show notes. I will also put in the show notes, the astrological, astrological planner. That's that word is like definitely a mouthful to say. Um, you probably say it way more often than me. So maybe not for you. Yeah. I'll also put that in the show notes. I wanted to thank you so much for joining me today, Alyssa. It's been really great and really fun to reconnect with you. Um, like we mentioned in the beginning, Alyssa and I go way back. We used to work together. Um, and I've just been so inspired by your leap from corporate to entrepreneurship and um, your journey with your business and astrology and your astrological life coaching. So it's been really amazing to watch. And I can't wait to see, you know, where all of this takes you. And um, I wish you all the success with your retreat. I know it'll be amazing. Um, so for anyone that's like in the Ontario area or Toronto or even Canada, you can obviously like travel <laughs> if you're if it's accessible to you, um, look into the details of Alyssa's retreat. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Mom Life podcast. Alyssa, it really was such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. Yeah, it was so great. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Go check out the link in my Instagram bio at Alexis Wellness to download your free guide to five things you can implement today to protect your egg supply. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. I would really love to hear your feedback. Talk to you soon.